SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. She's a former Rhodian, having completed a Master of Arts in Political International Studies. She has worked with various NGOs on her thesis and later formally worked with PARI, that's the Public Affairs Research Institute, that have premises or that premises its fight for social justice in public interest law. Today now, she's a researcher at the Nelson Mandela Foundation, as well as Associate Director at the Atlantic Fellowship for Racial Equity. This, of course, is a network of change makers from the country as well as the United States, building solidarity and action for a more equitable future. Tonight, of course, among many other things she is, she is the co-host of The Viewpoint with me, Song as Hashtag Tuesday Takeover. That's the name of Miss, or that's rather the profile of Miss Patronella Ngawa. Bingi, as I call you, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi, Sayedo. I am well, thank you. How are you? And thank you for having me. Um, Not too I'm bad, thank you. I'm looking forward to hosting the show with you tonight. Excellent. Well, the people need to know who you are, so I suppose the first thing is to ask you. Matriculated at West Bank in East London, proceeded to go to Rhodes in Grahamstown, and you completed, I understand, your Bachelor of Economics. Yes. Um, so I was born in East London, a small town in the Eastern Cape. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a journey, man. What brings me here to this work um, that I'm currently doing. Well, tell us more about your work. Let's start with the work that you do at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Okay. So at the Nelson Mandela Foundation, I support the work on racism activities and democracy building work. Um, So I work as part of the dialogue um, team that also does work on ECD and poverty and equality. And so through that work as well, one of the programs that we run it's called the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity, which you have mentioned. And um, so we do that kind of work to try and build strong institutions for the future. When you say try and build strong institutions for the future, do you wish to unpack that for us, please? Yeah, sure. So the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity um, each year selects 20 leaders of change makers, um, 10 in the US, 10 in SA. And they undergo a program of, for this coming year, it's going to be 18 months, whereby we have um, country ses- in-country sessions and we engage in dialogue in the hopes of, of, of our leaders undergoing a, transforma- a transformational experience that helps them with the work they, they do in their communities. Um, so that's the work I'm primarily engaged with at the NMF. And we also do um, anti-racism work and, 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 and have some partnerships around democracy and state building. So that's also something that I'm involved in. The first time you and I met, you were not at the Nelson Mandela Foundation and you weren't quite yet at the time part of the fellowship. That's the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity. You were involved in or rather you were at the Public Affairs Research Institute, particularly strongly involved in the research in relation to public procurement. 
Unpack to us the work that you did at the Institute, specifically public procurement, and in the light of these times, every single news bulletin carries a story about corruption in the public service in how public funds have been spent. Just spend a bit of time educating the nation, the importance, therefore, then, on public procurement and why it should be our civic duty to be agents of law enforcement as opposed to just idle commentators. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I met you so long ago. Um, yeah, so I used to be involved in work that was dealing with um, the reforming public procurement in South Africa. And basically our work looked into um, researching the history of public procurement, um, the institutions that handle public procurement, and also um, thinking through the regulations and the laws that govern public procurement uh, from even pre pre nineteen ninety four and post and, and, and through to post update South Africa, and so the work that when you made me that we were currently doing, we were we were looking into the ways in which our the current system that we've inherited in South Africa um, has a, you know the public procurement regulatory regime. It was what we characterized as weak, fragmented, and incoherent, um, and and that contributed to the problems that we currently face with around state incapacity and and corruption. On the project, I worked with um, my colleagues Ryan Burnett and Jonathan Karen, who I think a few weeks ago just submitted a position paper on the kind of reforms um, that that we could see in public procurement, especially during this period. So your second question was asking me as to why public procurement is important and why we should get involved. Well, the thing about it is that we see a lot of um, protests and a lot of disgruntlement around state, the delivery of, of, of state services. And yes. people often, you know, immediately arrive to the issues around corruption. And not to say that we don't have problems with corruption in South Africa, but we've got bigger problems around um, the institutions that that we've got bigger problems around the institutions, not having strong institutions, um, and and also uh, a legal regulatory framework that is quite weak in, in in regulating public procurement, which creates the gaps that result in the rampant um, corruption that we're seeing. So our position at the time was around um, introducing new reforms such as possible public participation and oversight in the bidding processes. Um, we looked at ensuring that the system, um, you know, we created one, one kind of policy that would have regulation so that we can move public procurement from being governed, governed by multiple um, pieces of legislation, which would make it very incoherent. We're also proposing an idea around professionalizing um, procurement offices in, in different departments. So it becomes important for it becomes important for us as the citizenry to get involved in public procurement, as as you know, this is, is, is it, it affects our daily lives and our ability to to access the resources and state and state um, services. I'd be interested in your thoughts, those who hear the conversation that Pinky and I are having in relation to public procurement, particularly in this country, specifically how we can professionalize essentially those who are charged with state in 
at state institutions with public funds and public resources for the better delivery of the services that in this country surely there is enough money for but unfortunately there's a discrepancy in how that money is spent because we know there's a particular party the ruling party ANC that is either unwilling or unable or both in holding to account those who preside over state resources and then behave at variance with what the law subscribes of them to do. We're going to take a short ad break now. Before we continue the conversation, I invite you to call 0891-104-207 for another 10 minutes with Ms. Patronella Ngaba, who is the guest this evening on the Tuesday Takeover with Songa Zomapet. After this. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapepe on SAFM. Patronella Naba is the co-host on the Tuesday Takeover this evening. We have our first caller this evening from KZN, Dr. Tlatwayo. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Dr. Songhez, how are you? Well, sir, how are you? I'm doing lovely. Mine is mm-hmm. just to say that uh, O Patronella is a close friend of mine. We come together from Rhodes University. We study together. I'm incredibly proud of her and the amazing work that she continues to do uh, in the in the NGO civil society sector. I have to confess, though, uh, that song is mm-hmm. I'm incredibly sad that we lost her to civil society because I felt uh, uh, the public university in South Africa desperately needs people like her who are extremely critical, extremely generous, and those are the kind of young, early career academics we need in the public university. But just listening to the short conversation she's already Mm -hmm. had with you around some of the public procurement and being able to identify the loopholes that are happening in the state and where we can capacitate, uh, it's a sad loss to me, but I'm glad that she's doing way more than she could have offered us at university. Thoroughly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Doku, you say you were with her university and your title is doctor. What do you specialize in and what do you do? Uh, I specialize in education and I teach at the School of Education at UKZN where we are responsible for preparing the next generation of public school teachers and making sure that we train them, mentor them, make sure that they are ready uh, to tackle some of the deep and structural challenges that we are facing uh, uh, in public education in the country. Fantastic. We do appreciate your work. We do appreciate your thoughts. Don't be surprised if and when my producers give you a call for potentially being one of our guests on a segment of this show that we call Student Night. It will happen on a Thursday. The suspense will be held for now because we don't know exactly which date. Dr. Tlachwayo, nonetheless, thank you so much for your time and all the best for the work that lies ahead for you. Absolute pleasure, Tata. Thank you for having me and all the best to Patronella for the rest of the show. Patronella, your response to Dr. Flatwayer, a friend of yours? Yeah, no, thanks, Lamuli. I'm glad to hear your voice. I was expecting you to call, <laughs> but glad to hear you. Patronella, let's dig deep into this issue public procurement in South Africa. You've been at Parang, you told us the work that you were doing. You've been gone for a bit of time now. But it, it is clear that something has to give in this country. We have a caller, a very regular caller of ours, who doesn't mince his words in saying that this country is in the toilet. It just needs somebody to flush. That's quite a serious indictment, whether it be alarmist or not, in terms of the sentiment that lies on the ground. And for some, 
the reality that is put to them by the conditions that South Africa finds itself in. What do you think needs to, so I'm asking you to delve deep into your work now, what needs to fundamentally change to change the outcomes of public monies and their spend by this government? Okay, no, thank you for that question, Fingerzel. See, I, I, I fail to give up on, on the country and believe that, you know, it's in the toilet and, and should be flushed because I do think that we all have a responsibility to play our part. Um, and this is not to absolve um, our, our government officials and politicians who have been, who have been heavily criticized and, 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 and quite honestly left wanting with a kind of performance around this area. But for me, what we do need um, and what we can do is to capacitate ourselves by educating ourselves around how the institutions and systems work. And that's not to say, because I, I don't think that South Africans are not our... I don't think South Africans are indifferent to what is happening. And there definitely is a lot of anger that you can hear from the ground, but sometimes it's not very clear where where we can take the fight, you know. I think that's one thing for me. Um, the second part for me is that we have spent years only minimally investing in good leadership. And by that I mean that we, we, we were so preoccupied with hitting the ground, ground running that we do not have enough programs that look to interrogate and train leaders that will be accountable, that will be responsive, that will be competent in their roles. And for me, this, this moment where we are having conversations around um, corruption, the, the misuse of state funds, also speaks to that, speak to that. Because these are the people that we voted into power. These are the people that are meant to be held accountable by us. But, and, 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 and we, have not, we have not seen enough of that as yet. So that's for me at that level is fixing. And then obviously the work that does need fixing that I spoke about earlier on around the public procurement kind of regulations um, and the institutions that currently exist. Um, but in, within that space, there's currently a debate around what what um, the the reform could look like, whether or not the national treasury should continue to to be um, provide oversight for public procurement, and whether or not um, politicians or political figures should uh, be kept out of um, processes. So there's a lot of debate and we work with a lot of amazing people doing work in that area. But for me, it's more also about what we as the citizens are doing and what ways are we demonstrating um, active, active citizenry and participating in the systems that govern us. I want to ask you this final question because you talk about your work with people who are attending to some of these challenges. Some of the people who are attending to these challenges, and I'm going to say challenges because ultimately it manifests at worst in the continued racial divide and oppression in this country. Because if you consider what the country, the democratic government anyway, in 94 inherited, it was essentially two worlds or two countries within one. And the continued rift is caused by, among other things, the continued public spend that doesn't address the inequality that exists on the ground. In fact, the equality of South Africa now versus 94, the picture is worse. You are working with some of these people through the fellowship program. Tell us about those individuals and typically the people that you engage across the Atlantic in the US and in South Africa so that we can get a sense as to what skills might be required to tackling, among others, this issue. 
No, thanks, Elizabeth. Actually, interestingly, yesterday we um, announced and launched our new fellows for 2020, um, which is quite exciting for us. And among some of those people, we have we do have incoming fellows that are working within the public procurement space. But um, Commissioner Tendengosi Bonagela is one of our fellows for 2020. We also have Kaya Zitole, who's very vocal around issues of the financial system. Um, and in the U.S., we also have um, fellows that are working within the U.S. Uh, New York administration by the name of Jessica Moorfield, who are doing amazing work there as well. And and so for us, what we will take um, is a concerted effort from people from all different walks of life who are invested in, in ensuring that state institutions are stronger than what they are right now. And up next, I'll actually be talking to Dora Marema, who's a fellow from 2019, uh, who deals with gender justice, and I'm sure you can find out more from our conversation with her around the work that she does along the lines of, 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 of race, um, gender justice, and also the, the policy framework of climate um, justice in South Africa as well, which has a lot to do with, with, with public procurement and the current um, leaders that the state has to ensure that there's much more equality going forward. Well, let me not then waste your time in getting through to that. I'll just confirm to those who have joined us, it's 8.34 now. The guest conversation is about to take place. Ms. Patronella Ngaba, who is the Tuesday Takeover guest this evening, will soon be in conversation with a guest of her choice, Ms. Dora Marema, who's a director um, in the gender Southern African woman for climate justice. More about that in a short while. For those who want to participate in this conversation, 0891-104-207. The WhatsApp lines, unfortunately, as from yesterday, they have still not been sorted out, at least they are down in the show. So we encourage you especially to use the Twitter platform for engaging with the show. And in that regard, thanks so much, Togazani Chilenga Butao. Thank you for this important conversation, Ms. Naba and Songas on SFM Radio, she says. She goes on to say, question is, is it likely that public procurement will get better if the public is allowed to elect independent candidates as per the constitutional court ruling? I suppose time will tell. Bingi will deal with that matter in the course of the balance of the show. But for now, let's make sure we don't steal any further into her time with her guest, Ms. Dora Marema. After the break, please listen and more importantly, participate. 891 The guest interview, so to speak, takes place immediately after this.